This is Show Notes, the podcast for performance with Emily Edwards. And welcome to Show Notes, the podcast for performers with me, Emily Edmonds. I am so excited about this episode. Um, We're talking about wellness and what that means on a really deep fundamental level for performers. I think this topic uh, is so often kind of examined and explored in regards to the things that make us function really well as a performing machine, you know, in, in regards to, you know, our our physical health and our mental health even and our wellness. But I think so rarely is our wellness discussed as a really whole integrated system, uh, our deep fundamental wellness as a human being. And I'm excited because that's what we dive into uh, in this episode today. And we kind of take a little bit of a different perspective when it comes to wellness. You know, there's all the basic things in there like, you know, getting enough sleep and drinking enough water and moving your body. But we talk deeper than that on this level. And I think this will speak to a lot of creative souls who are kind of seeking that equilibrium and that groundedness. Um, That is so often, I think, really difficult to find being a freelance performer and having so much, uh, so many ups and downs and and so much that's not really fixed in place. Um, I'm talking to one of my amazing mentors, Monica O'Brien, about this concept and the things that we talk about. As I said, we take a bit of a different slant uh, when it comes to approaching wellness. We talk about wellness being an inside job, the idea that what's happening in your mind is critical to your wellness mental wellness uh, being a combination of um, well your wellness being a combination of mental wellness spiritual wellness physical wellness we're holistic people a whole lot of systems and we we need to think about balancing them making sure we're fed and nourished across all of them we talk about connecting um, whether that's with the the sense of the divine a sense of a greater power a sense of creativity a sense of flow a connection with the people around us sustainability, uh, consciousness, being alert, awake, minimizing judgment, minimizing non-aligned behavior. We talk about what being aligned means. Uh, We talk about the things that come up in a crisis, in times of crisis. We talk about the power of contemplation. Uh, We talk about operating out of the mystery basket, um, which you'll you'll hear all about um, if that's a kind of foreign concept. Um, we talk about the idea that when we're in touch with our creative soul, we're at our best. The things that stop us from being in that place, moving to a place of awareness, presence, letting go. We talk a lot about moving, flowing, surrender, trust, coming home to ourselves, embracing your calling, valuing what you bring to the world. And the idea that creatives are storytellers, truth speakers, visionaries, and that our wellness as creatives is about being true and embracing the gifts we've been given and exercising them in whatever way we can. So I'm really excited about sharing this this episode with you. It really um, dives deep into some kind of heart and soul-led chat. So enjoy.
Talk to me about the concept of wellness when it comes to performers. Mm. So usually when we when we talk about wellness, I think the sorts of things that come to mind are diet and drinking plenty of water and getting plenty of exercise and getting plenty of sleep and minimizing stress and all that sort of stuff. And all that is really important. But I personally believe wellness is an inside job. Mm. And um, meaning that my mind, what's happening in my mind is critical to my overall wellness. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm really struggling at a mental um, position, then really I'm going to be I'm going to be actually struggling at every other position in my life. Um, so all of those things that I mentioned earlier are absolutely critical. And, and as performers, we need to keep the machine of our bodies at our best level of performance. And certainly the fuel we put in our body, the sleep that we get, um, the, the minimizing stress and all that sort of stuff is very, very important. But I, I personally believe that our mental the robustness of our mental capacities is really central and our spiritual life um you know we often sort of um look after we we may be looking after the physical side we may be actually even looking after stress related stuff and the mental stuff through meditation or contemplation or yoga or whatever but the spiritual side of stuff is not really addressed so i think that we're holistic people where um you know we're a lot of systems and um wellness to me is about balancing those systems and making sure that that our system is that we're fed and nourished across all of them tell me more about the spiritual side of things what does that mean for you well what can that mean yeah look i think it's a tricky thing um look for me it's about it's about um, connecting. For me personally, it's about connecting with the divine. That's what it is for me. Yeah. And um, and I don't mean, you know, the white-bearded God in the sky sort of <laughs> thing. I don't mean that. But I, mm. I, I believe that we are intimately connected to other, pe- to, it, to other people, to animals, to the earth, etc. So, you know, spirituality is not some... Um, religious practice it's it's not it's not restricted to meditation or any of those other sort of contemplative practices strictly um it's it's all of those things it's it, it's mean it, it's about sustainability it's about it's about caring for the earth it's about caring for each other it's about being alert it's about being awake it's about being conscious yes um and you know it's trying to minimize things like judgment it's trying to minimize behavior within myself that's, um, you know, that really is not my best self. Um, and I think when we're, when we're aligned, when we're focused on what is deeply meaningful for us, which to me is about spirituality, that's when we're at our best. Yeah. That's when we're alive. That's when we're in our zone of genius. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's a really great and exciting place to be. Look, I, I think um, there's two things that cause change in our lives. One is passion and one is pain. And so sometimes when we're in a crisis and we, we have no way out, you know, and you hear of people that, you know, have illnesses or, you know, have um, tragedies happen, they, they're like shocked into a – they've woken up to something and realised there's something far more greater or bigger or wider or – you know more mysterious than they ever sort of thought and so I think sometimes a crisis can can wake us up I think too a passion can wake us up you know when we're really 
in our creative zone I don't know it's just an amazing experience there's a connectedness that happens in that that's bigger than me it's like it's got a life force all of our all of our own all of its own and I think that's the divine at work Mm -hmm. I really do Mm -hmm. and you know I see it in my clients when they when they are aware that they can enter into a relationship with something some something that's bigger than themselves call it spirit call it god call it whatever you want to name it i mean it's it's you know i think for me um yeah it's it's spirit to me it's Mm. soul to me Mm -hmm. and it is very hard to put words onto it because it falls into the mystery basket yeah and you know when we have when we're operating out of the mystery basket we're far more able to accept curveballs we're far more able to deal with um you know with changes and transitions and things that happen in our life that we don't want or expect Mm. i think we can really manage that and work with it and be with it and be more okay with it um when we're connected so i think for a creative person when they're in touch with their creative soul they're at their best yes yeah and what stops us from being in that place you know if we found that place or we we can mm. touch that place what stops us as creatives most i think i think um noise stops us mm. and noise in our heads noise mm. internal noise and external noise stops us from connecting with our deepest self which is our deepest soul and our deepest spirit so you know this is why for me a contemplative practice is really important and you look I'm not talking again about crossing my legs and sitting and you know going home every day mm-hmm. you know I find those contemplative moments in the shower I find them sitting out on my back deck when I'm just looking at you know the, the trees and listening to the birds and you know it, and it's sort of very fairly stereotypical what I'm saying here I know but but if we bring awareness to those moments if we bring presence to those moments if we bring letting go to those moments I think that really really just sets us up for you know um, for happiness sets us up for yeah just sort of really feeling like we we our purpose is being fulfilled mm. how do we find that when we're challenged by situations, you know, for example, being on the road, being mm. outside of our normal um, mm. environments or rhythms, you know, how, yeah. do we, how do we find that in those challenging places? I think once you experience um, the gift of those moments of silence, you, you will, and they become like lifeblood to you, you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. So look, like anything, I think it's a practice. Um, you know, I often say to my clients, like a really practical, a couple of practical things is when we're not t- truly present, when it's sort of, people are sort of described as, oh, I feel like I'm on a treadmill, I feel like I'm a ma- on the mouse wheel, you know, things are moving so quickly, I've got so many decisions to make, you know, things are happening all around me, you know, I'm doing life and I'm doing business and I'm doing my career and and, and they're all real, they're all absolutely real things. So, you know, I'm not I'm not advocating that we all go off and, you know, pop on a mountain or whatever <laughs> we're, we're, we are in we are in the midst of of life and living but in that I think to find those contemplative quiet moments is critical and it might mean that as I'm as I'm stepping into the shower when I put my hand on the on the um you know on the shower door handle and open it or I slide it back or I step over into it or into the shower I'm stepping into my time yeah, I'm stepping that. into contemplation. I'm stepping into breathing. Mm. I'm stepping into, you know, that moment of when I can just be 
just n- literally naked. Exactly. You know, I can I can be who I am in my rawness and in my humanity. And mm. it, it, you know, how long does a shower take? Well, actually, we're in a drought here in Australia, so we should only be taking less yeah. than four minutes. But quite frankly, you only need thirty seconds. Yeah. So, you know, we can use those things. Um, you know, when we're walking to the bus stop or walking to our car or walking somewhere, we can walk at half pace mm, and yeah. just be mindful, just be present, take in, breathe, just be aware that I'm, I'm a living, breathing, spiritual, soulful person for those few seconds that I have it. Mm. They're all little daily practices that don't mean we have to... St- like who who can't afford 30 seconds or a minute yeah i often think that sometimes i think to myself you know this idea of there is always time to take 10 breaths yeah wherever i am you know i'm in a practice room god i've got to learn this now there is always time for me mm. to take 10 mm. slow breaths it's exactly. really rare unless i've been called to the stage and they've called me the second time and i've got a two minute walk down there mm. you know like there is really the time mm. to do that and training ourselves to realize that yeah there's such power in presencing there yeah, really there is. is and you know once once that is i think that is the thing that i most value in my life yeah the moment of being able to you know even just when i wake in the morning mm. i just i'm just present to yes. that moment i just have that you know, that moment of here, being here, being, you know, and then standing and grounding myself. Like it can happen in the simplest of ways. Mm. You know, you can be a contemplative while you're actually peeling the potatoes. Yes, making a cup of tea or you know, like it doing doesn't, a week. You know, in the middle of the day, like I remember when I was quite young reading, I think it was called, um, I think it was called Monastery in the Marketplace or something. Was, <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, it, it, basically what that author was sort of saying was, you know, it's in the stuff of life that we actually find God or find the divine, you know, find the real, you know, sort of the omnipresence for want of a better word. But, you know, it's in the, it's in the stuff of life yeah. that we actually – yeah, that we actually find true life. And I, I've really grown to understand that better as I've gotten older. Yeah, and for me, it's um, I see what we do as creatives as kind of, I sort of envision it as us being the vessels for this creative energy, this creative oh, life absolutely. force, the life force that grows the trees and, yes. you know, is the moon and the planets and the, yeah, yeah. you know, the whole universe, like, you know, mm. in a just really practical sense, like space that energy that's yeah. creation energy oh, and we absolutely. embody that on the earth and i absolutely. feel like when we're connected to that we are so powerful as creatives yeah. and when we're not connected to it we are sick as creatives you yeah. know it's why i really mm. started this podcast is because mm. i want to serve that mm. creation you mm. know mm. how do we serve that energy to move into the world mm. more and i think it's in those moments that we find our power and our connection to that yeah and you know there's a lot of woo-woo around all of this <laughs> yeah. and and you know i think that it's there's been a lot of damage done by by um i, I think well-meaning people but trying to commercialize the whole spirituality mm. and hijack it really you know it's it it's it's not something that can be contained it is that energetic thing it it's it's very it's mystery it's a mystery it is, you were saying, it's mystery yeah. it's moving it's flowing it's, it's surrender it's trust it's, oh it's, it's all of that yeah. you know we sort of think our society tells us that you know control we need to control something yeah. you know if you, you know just just get control get control and you'll be right you know if i get control of my marketing if i get control of my career if i get control of whatever yeah. like honestly it's so counter mm. to if we come home to ourselves, if we come home to ourselves in contemplation and we come home into ourselves and we listen, all of that stuff 
we'll, we'll get clarity on what we need to do. The doing so comes true. later. And, it will and be it's really informed clear. by Absolutely. that place and that meaning. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. And it's not gimmicky. It's not, you know, it's not sort of based on, you know, formulaic sort of stuff. Mm. I mean, you know, I think the mystery of creation and the, the, the evolution of creation and the evolution of humanity is just a so circular thing. It just keeps going. Mm, like the seasons and like exactly. the trees growing. I exactly. think if we can be a part of that energy, then we're mm. so well and so powerful mm. as creatives. Definitely. And think of the world. Like, honestly, if we think of our world, how ridiculously, well, it wouldn't exist, but, you know, if we, we were to sort of half exist, mm. you know, without creativity, I mean, it would be beige, it would be boring, yeah. it would be without sound and colour and shape and style mm. and woo, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be a very, uh, you know, wouldn't be a very happy beautiful place to be in and we need to foster that energy we need to be mindful of it we need to respect it i think yeah i mean it's a whole other conversation but it is not necessarily always valued or respected by whatever you want to call it budgets or funding Mm. or governments because oh well it's not a tangible you know where are the dollars and where are are the you know roads being built Mm -hmm. you know i I get it the world Mm. has to go round, but Mm. you know we need to value that as creatives so that we are bringing really this do. essence and this life and this color and this sound and yep. all of that stuff that makes life worth living mm. to the world. And we need mm. to value that, I think, Absolutely. as a first point of call. Well, I think the key point here is that, that individual creatives need to value that in themselves. Yes, amen. And, you know, that's the po- the starting point. So yep. if the individual be- really embraces that calling embraces that vocation embraces that gift and that talent i mean look i you know people often say to me oh you're a creative coach you know don't you think everyone's creative absolutely everyone is creative but i know for a fact that some people have a particular way of being creative that is different Mm. you know and you know these are the people who think they are different they feel that they've been plopped here there's this (laughs) sense of like not being understood of you know feeling that sense of gosh what's going on not quite sitting square on the nest you know they they and you know we label that as moody artists or we label that as you know troublemakers or depressives or you know mm-hmm. um all that stuff all that labeling that goes on yeah. when these people are deep feelers they deeply are entering into this creative energy and need to to be able to really draw deep into that position to really create and get into that what I'm sort of like that genius soul place. Yeah, absolutely. So and it's you know it's almost there's to me there's a power in reframing that you mm. know they are you know you've mentioned all the kind of negative connotations we're going to have around being mm. an artist, but it's mm. like these are our visionaries, these are our absolutely. imaginative life forces. Yeah. You know, these are the people that I'm going to go. What are the solutions? Mm. What are the creative solutions? What yep. are the imaginative solutions? Mm. How can we be better as people, as societies, as individuals yep. in our relationships? Like that is in essence a creative act. And I think that creative people have always and are going to lead that charge. And we oh, need to value that now uh, world more than ever. Absolutely. And if you think historically, what are the things that we remember? Mm. You know, we remember the art. Yeah. We remember the music. Yeah. You know, we don't remember the marketing plans. No, you know, exactly. we, we don't remember all of that silly stuff. We yeah. don't remember that stuff. Mm, you know, we what rem- endures. We rem- exactly, and art and creativity does endure. Mm. It does, and it and it it also captures the history of 
you know, generations. Yeah, it's so true. And connects the stories, us. our stories. Yeah, I think connects us with our stories. Yeah. It does, it really does. Because in knowing our stories, we know ourselves, we exactly. know our identity. Mm-hmm. We can see how we show up in the world and yeah. how we might want to show up in the world yeah. in the future. Yeah. And I think our, our artists are that. Our artists are the voice for that in whatever yeah. your medium is, mm, you know. Definitely. It's so essential. And, you know, looping back to how we have begun this conversation about wellness mm. If that is the vital aspect of our wellness, that we we are connected to that essence and the important mm. of that mm. importance of that essence, mm. then we are well and we, we are. are able to Absolutely. deliver art to the world. Yeah, and you know I work with people as you know, Em, who you know who are you know older, who have who know they have a creative talent. You know they're amazing singers or songwriters or dancers or um, whatever you know sculptors or whatever. Writers and you know they've reached a say midlife and they haven't done what they've really feel they've been called to do. They are suffering. Mm. They are really suffering, and so they're not well. Yes, you know they're not well at so many levels. They're doing jobs they hate. They're in survival mode. They've lost hope in many cases. They've sort of they in a sense they just can't wait to get out of here. Yeah, you know I mean it's a tragedy really, and it is because I think that. You know, as a society, yes, we we saw we know we value the arts to a degree, but the actual lived experience does not manifest that. We're yeah. not, pay, you know, artists are not paid well. Oh, I mean, you know, their yeah. their conditions are not right. Yes, they're caught in time warps of years gone by in relation to women, for example. Mm-hmm. It's run by fellas, and you know, yeah. all of that stuff. So, so you in know, every way, we're pointed to saying, "Well, we think you're sort of valuable, but we're not actually." That's right giving you the kind of societal representations of value. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of work to be done in supporting creative people and honouring them and putting them in and enabling to to be in their right place in society, which are the storytellers, which are the truth speakers, which are the... Visionaries. You know, the visionaries. All of those people, I believe, are, are the creatives who... Well, as I said, you know, the world would be a pretty crappy place without Mm. all of that. So, you know, wellness, wellness is about being true. Wellness, wellness really is about, you know, embracing the gift that's been given and exercising that gift in whatever way we can as creative people. And, you know, some people sort of said to me in the past, well, you know, what if my circumstance doesn't allow me to, what if life does throw me a massive curveball? That happens. Look, it really does. You know, I, I've heard just a few weeks ago about a dancer, a very talented young dancer in her 20s and had an injury Oof. and she can't fulfill her creative career yeah. as a dancer. Yeah. Well, does that mean now that that creative spirit has been put to rest? No. Now, she obviously has to grieve that. You know, because there's an expectation within her own mind and within her family and within, you know, her circle that she was going to be a famous dancer. And the trajectory was all laid out and that's what it looked like it was going to be, but it isn't. So how does she now regroup? You know, she does that through spirituality, I believe. She does that by by moving to that place of spending time of really being contemplative knowing that she's bigger than her dancing yes and she's what is more her than her dancing yeah but she's a creative yes so she has to create and it must be expressed it simply Absolutely. must be expressed. it must be 
absolutely because yeah. that's the whole wellness thing that we're sort of exploring yeah is there anything else that you know strikes you when we talk about wellness you know you mentioned spirituality and we've delved into that a great deal mm. is there anything that else that comes up for you around that topic look i just think it's about that that we are a whole person yeah and um you know we've talked about this before you and i about the body and listening to the body mm-hmm. i think our intuition is is very we can trust it we can trust ourselves if we're listening, we can really trust ourselves. And I know the times when I've not trusted myself or I've sort of thought, mm, I've, look, I'm feeling led to do X, but I'll do Y. <laughs> it's yeah. like I regret that every time. Yeah, totally. like, Seriously. And, yes. you know, as I get older, I'm realizing, yep, just I call them soul prompts. Yeah. And I sort of think I've really got to listen to those soul prompts. Yeah. Because they are the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's just, you know, when when we have things that manifest like, like niggling anxiety or just feeling things are not quite right, it's a wellness issue. Mm-hmm. And it's a wellness issue that I, you know, I think – I think it's very much pegged to creative expression, you know, that that somehow or other the flow of energy that, you know, you mentioned earlier, that flow of energy is stuck somewhere Mm. and we have to find ways to get that flow moving again. And is that through the contemplation and the finding your practice in terms of that? Yeah, it's that. And it's it's taking care of the body and it's making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with really healthy people like in mind, body and spirit, healthy, healthy human beings that we want to be around, people that are positive, people that, you know, lift us up and encourage us and hold us when we need to be held and let us go when we need to let go, when they need yeah. to let go and all of those sorts of things. I think it's finding, seeking the tribe, seeking out your tribe and making sure you're rubbing shoulders with your tribe yeah, and exactly. you communicating with your tribe and you're allowing yourself to be supported by your tribe i think that's a big thing so much of us are like yeah great i'll help you out i'll be listening in for Mm. you but how many of us say i'm going to be vulnerable i'm going to reach out Mm. to you for support definitely absolutely yeah Yeah. i don't know what that is you know where we sort of just hold that back i know it's fascinating is i don't know what it's about i don't either it's like mm, you know there's a ages and ages like decades ago someone might you know said to me or I read it or something that you know your weakness is your strength and I never really knew what that meant until I got older and I really think you know the times when I have revealed my vulnerability and I have you know showed my weakness oh my god the blessing that has come back from that the love and the blessing and the support and in that moment is powerful you know because I've been seen yeah, you know, I've been seen in my humanity, warts and all sort of thing, and yeah. it's okay. <laughs> and, and presumably in a space that you are safe and you yeah. have trust within. Yeah, absolutely. That's the tribe thing. Exactly. You know? And you know, if someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm going through a really tough time. Can I reach out to you for support in these ways?" You feel, oh, mm. yes. You know, I was saying to your friend the other day, you know, she feels awesome when someone says, "Can I have your advice?" Or you say, oh, she goes, "Oh, yeah, cool. I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd love yeah. to help you out." And I think it's so powerful. We forget that, you know, it builds mm. rapport, it builds trust, it builds community. Mm. And we need to be leaning into those moments more. Absolutely. Definitely. I hope that conversation moved you as much as it moved me. I was really, uh, really kind of inspired and filled with a deep sense of peace and joy after that conversation with Monica Um, if you like what we do as ever subscribe give us a review 
rate our podcast, share it with your friends, find us at shownotesthepodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter and find us on Instagram at shownotesthepodcast. Until next time, stay well. Stay well.